Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Leah, we took a week off. We did. We did. It was it was an uneventful week for me. What about you? I I wish I could say the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, if you guys have been following me on Instagram, I've kind of had a week here. And we'll, we'll talk about that here after a little bit. Um, you know, but, but first of all, before anything else, before I say anything, I just want to thank the community for reaching out to me and stuff. I've had a lot of really great people reach out to me and, uh, it, it means the world to me guys. Um, just when I'm dealing with medical stuff. Um, but without being said, we've got a fun episode this week, uh, we for you do. guys and something a little bit different. Well, you know, we, we are kind of in this hiatus right now of in-person racing, but you know, the sport is doing what they can with what they've got. And there were several options this weekend. Absolutely. Um, and we've got some people to chat with who, who participated in that. Before um, we jump into that, though, mm-hmm. Leah, um, as always, we want to talk about our sponsors over at Vanga CBD. Um, I can't speak highly enough about these guys. Yeah, Vanga CBD, um, the, the number one sponsor of this Supercast Um you know, made by endurance athletes for endurance athletes, um, going on right now, they've got several cool things. Um, first off, there is a discount on pricing. In addition to the discount you're going to get with us, um, prices are slashed for, you know, basically COVID, you know, pricing is what they're calling it. Um, they're acknowledging, you know, CBD is not exactly the cheapest thing, especially for quality stuff, but you know, right now their prices are lower. Plus you can save 15% using code BROCR. Additionally, if you spend $50 or more, they're going to throw in a fancy little cinch sack for you. Um, So that is awesome. And, you know, additionally, we just want to kind of point out, we talk about CBD with regards to training and with regards to, um, you know, racing, but it's more than that. And it plays an important role in just everyday lifestyle. Leah, I've been a little stressed lately. Just a little. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Um, you know, one of the reasons I and a few other athletes that we were, we're friends with have gotten onto the Vanga train is because it helps with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I have anxiety. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit around about it. I do. Um, that's part of who I am. Um, I was even talking to a friend today about how he was afraid, you know, about heart issues with anxiety issues and being related right. to that. And I can say right now with Vanga... You know, I am sleeping a little bit better at night, um, mm-hmm. and I do take those pills regularly. Yep. Additionally, um, and we'll talk about it here after a while, I can tell everybody right now, this week, Leah, I had a drug test. And how'd it go for you? A full drug screening. They tested for opioids. They tested for um, THC content. They tested for steroids. They tested for testosterone boosters. They tested for all sorts of stuff. Leah, I'm clean. Good to know. We've been telling you guys, and now we, you know, here's here's backup proof to that. You know, Venga is THC free. You should have no worries um, in taking them. And you know, check it out again, VengaCBD.com/brocr, and save fifteen percent off their already reduced prices with discount code BROCR. Absolutely. Without. Without further ado, we've got a fun episode this weekend. Leah, as we were discussing, you know, we had the Ultravirus over there from Obstacle Racing Media. We had the Spartan Unbreakable Project with four different distances this weekend. You had the Ultra, the 
the sprint, the super, and the beast that you could participate online, you know, and get get a virtual. Yeah, you can do a trifecta and an ultra. Basically, if you've ever thought about doing a Spartan race, then you know, virtually, this is the weekend for you. This is this is the rodeo. Um, a few of our friends did it around the town here. I know our, our friend Heather Olson over there at Overcome and Run. She did the trifecta. I want to pull her on here and talk about actually like what it's like to do a virtual trifecta, which was fun. Right. I saw all the obstacles. You had to do like leg raises and jumping yeah, jacks different and this and that. fitness stuff. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll get to that eventually. Um, but then there was also the ultravirus this yep. weekend, and when they first did the ultravirus, and Josh Chase and Matt Davis and all those guys put out some stuff, mm-hmm. there was a phrase that I really liked that they talked about. What's that? It was, this is the furthest I've ever ran. Yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting dynamic. You know, this is the one that we had this weekend was the second one. The first one was kind of a let's see how this goes. And it was 12 hours of, you know, a five Five mile mile loop. And, you know, it was kind of cool because they had, you know, a a check in sort you know, along the way, you had to upload your laps each time. So they were keeping yep. a leaderboard. And I think that, you know, down here, I heard plenty about it because, you know, it was put on by Matt and Atlanta crew. Mm-hmm. But I think that the larger part of the community might have missed out on it. And then when the second one came along this past weekend, there was a lot more people involved. A lot of people are gaining traction. Well, and I think the, one of the things you saw some big ultra runners even jump into it because Mark, Mark Batras won over a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, there was money to be had. You've got the world's toughest mutter people that are just chomping at the bit for some ultra Trevor stuff. Trevor jumped and, in, Escobar yep. jumped in, you know. Yep. You know, so, we I mean, love it was a guys. bigger, yeah, it was a bigger race. And, you know, the, it's fun the to see these things it, happen. Yeah, the point of it is, is how far can you go? So this week on the Supercast, we've got three different racers across the USA. Um, mm-hmm. We've got Miss Perry Lauren, we've got Alec Hood. And we've got Ashley Heller, all really good friends of ours here, who all ran this race this weekend. Right. Different distances. They they all nab different distances. Yep. But I think the common theme is they got to find out what's in the tank. Yeah, and, and they, got to you do know, something they talked new. with us. Yeah, they talked with us about what it took for them, what it meant for them, and you know, how how it changed them as a person. Without further ado, let's jump over to Perry. So I'm here with old friend Perry Lauren. Um, Perry, you had a weekend on your hands here, didn't you? Yeah, just a little weekend. Just a little you weekend. Yeah. So Perry, much like a lot of other people here across the USA, uh, did the ultravirus race here, which was a, um, a race held by Obstacle Racing Media. And just like the other people that we're talking to today, Perry ran the furthest she's ever ran in her life, um, which I think is a great thing. <laughs> it is. It's a great um milestone to hit when you a don't start as a runner and b don't think you are a runner (laughs) you know i was i was talking to kevin donahue about this before many times and i've said it on the podcast before but i feel like ocr is the sport of second chances and that was something that he said um but just like everyone else like you got to do something this weekend that you never thought you could possibly do uh, yeah, that is exactly what happened. And I mean, OCR, it, it, it's an addiction for one thing, but it definitely keeps you going back for more. And you get to tackle obstacles that may have, you know, challenged you or beat you the first time. And, and it teaches you to keep going back and pushing for more and, and finding out more of what you never thought you could do. Absolutely. And I, you know, there's something really cool about, I, I, I've talked about it before, but like the spirit of the ultra and the spirit of just seeing how much you have there in the tank and it's Mm -hmm. there's a quiet certainty to it that I think is just beautiful yeah I mean it's definitely I it's a meditation for me I I like knowing that I'm going to have 12 hours to myself alone um and I I can't imagine what it would it's like for someone who doesn't know how to be alone with themselves but this has definitely taught me how to be you know more comfortable with who I am and um battling whatever demons I've got going on inside and fixing my thoughts things like that and you know i think that's really the the heart of this conversation that i'm going to have with everybody here today and talking about this and what it means to them is how to be comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. um so i mean first of all to do an ultra like this to go out and run for 12 hours 12 hours straight or maybe less for some people or maybe you ran less than 12 hours but still you ran for that period yeah um 
like the prep for work for it. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of prep. I start noticing like a week or two out that I'm already subconsciously really anxious about it. Just not, even though I've, I've run distance before and I raced before, you still mm-hmm. don't know. You're, you, like, you forget how you're going to feel on the day and how your mm-hmm. body's going to feel and you're anticipating like everything that could go wrong. Um, you start nitpicking yourself. Yeah, nitpicking yourself. And like, if I had only done this sooner, or, like what if I didn't train hard enough? And yeah. Um, and even though you're just running forward for, you know, X amount of hours. So there isn't really that much, even if it's walking at some at points, so you're still going to be moving forward, but you still think of all these things that could just like take you out of this race. And suddenly it just becomes this mountain in front of yeah. you. Yeah. And, and I'm biting my lip and I'm <laughs> shaking. Yeah. And it's scary. It is. It's scary. And it's, I always go back to people and I'll, I'll talk with Leah and the, and the prelude to this, this episode. But for me, it's being in the dark. And like in the middle of like a long race and when I'm in the dark in the night with myself, that's when I find like my biggest peace. So, so walk us through here. How, how did your race go? My race went really, really, really well. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm, I don't have, the only thing was around mile 15 to 20, my hip started hurting and it was really, really hot. But then I was like, Oh, right. I brought pain reliever for this exact reason. So I took it and I, um, felt a lot better. And believe it or not, that time that I spent slowing down my pace actually made my paces for the second half of the race faster than the first half. That's great. So sometimes uh, happy accidents happen where, you know, you slow down in the hotter part of the day, but you were able to reserve some energy for the latter half. Exactly. And so, so we, we understand like nutrition. We've, we've heard a thousand people talk about nutrition. Yeah. We've heard so many people talk about training. We've heard so many people talk about a million different things. Mentally, where do you go in these things? You know, that's such a good question. Um, I'm, I'm not a music listener, so okay. I have like songs in my head to distract me. Um, my friend, Matthew Rust, he's, he's a buddy here in town. It's footloose. It's just footloose on repeat. (laughs) That's a great soundtrack. I have to add that to my, my uh, playlist that I don't use, but it's there when I want it. Um, (laughs) we have like Wicked on there. I don't know. Mika, who's a British, uh, artist. So much fun. Um, I, you know, when, when it first started, when I first started running, it was like a constant battle, like just keep going, yeah. don't stop. Um, and I think now I try to keep myself fully in the moment. So you know how Being people present. watch movies? Yeah, very present. So people will watch like Netflix when they're on the treadmill or something or listen to podcasts, but I'm focusing on I what do I can do. No, no. Yeah. Only at the gym I could do that. But when I'm out running, I can't. So I'll focus on like what I can control in the moment. So to keep myself occupied. So whether it's like run 0.2 miles, walk 0.1 miles, things that keep my brain busy. So I'm looking at my watch, looking at the road, looking at the trail, looking at the puppies, just staying present. Getting distracted by nature in the present. Yeah, getting distracted by nature. And also knowing that there's food waiting for me. (laughs) <laughs> when I finally <laughs> like thinking about how good that soup waffle is going to taste or like that peanut Ooh. butter sandwich you know so I'm like I have to get back there obviously <laughs> my wife is all about the stroop waffles she is <laughs> she loves a good stroop waffle the best. I can't oh There's my so- gosh but so yeah, yeah. I don't know it wasn't so it was, I mean there was definitely a, some doubt where I was like I don't need to keep going like what's the point of this goal um, I can stop here if I want to. And then so, I was, yeah, so just, you, yeah. And I want to go there. So like you talked about wanting to hit 50 mm-hmm. and you did yeah. 40 official race miles, 45 for the day. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, where, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to sound like ridiculous here. Where in your soul did you find peace that you were like, yeah, 40 is okay. 40 sounds good today. Um, it was after mile 20, like before the race or during the race, during the race. During the race, I think it was after mile 25. Um, the first 20 went by so, so slow. And I thought, like, there's no way I can do four, even five more of these. Um, and But then I, as soon as I kept moving, like, I got up out of my car after that, that lunch, halfway lunch break. And I was like, if I can get going now, there's no stopping me. And the That's closer I got, 
Yeah. I was like, if even if I walk a little, at least I'm still going and I'm not giving up on myself. And then at some point I got like a second wind, which I kind of from experience thought I might get, especially mm-hmm. when the sun goes down. Um, and I just, I, then I just wanted it more. So like the further I got, the more I wanted it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going for this. And I don't, I think if I didn't give myself the 50 mile goal, which was always okay, if I didn't get it, I never would have gotten to even 45. Like I had, to, I had to shoot further than I've ever, that's 20 miles more than I've ever run before. But you know, and that's, that. that's very fair. That's super fair. And you have to set those goals high just as a person. I mean, like why settle for mediocrity? We only live like, I, I hate to be like that, but YOLO. <laughs> like you, can't, yeah, you don't get a second chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, I'm not even upset that I didn't hit 50. I think, I mean, I'm not even upset that I told people that I wanted it and didn't, because I think if I had hit it, I wouldn't go out and do more of this. I'd be like, well, I did 50. And then I might've just stopped there and never pushed for more. But now I know I can do 45. So maybe next time is 60. Like, you know, maybe it's 60, you know? Yeah. That's crazy to think about, but who knows? And, but it's fun to think about things like that, you know, like, it's like, here you're sitting here 40 miles under your belt this weekend and eating all the pizza ever, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're capable of something new, you know? Yes. Like yeah. that's a neat, a neat, cool trick that you pulled off. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just crazy to think about this whole journey and how much racing and running can change your life. I mean, cause I was the person who always said, that's never going to be me. And then all of a sudden it is you. And you're like, what other things that I tell myself in my life I wasn't capable of or allowed to do, like it wasn't meant for me that I could have probably done. And that's, Absolutely. I think, what keeps me going and pushing for me. Well, you know, there's just so much that we're capable of that we don't even know. Like, and yeah. there was a gal that I met, I was part of a ski club in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And she she was this old gal that was part of the ski club. It was a ski club for like retired air force vets <laughs> that I was part of. And I need for speed. Dude, they, they did. But like, I was a snowboarder and I always jumped with the group because they were all old, but they got really good deals at like Boyne mountain. And it was a place up in Michigan. I love to ride anyway, <laughs> but she would joked about like every few years she would reinvent herself mm-hmm. and she would find a new thing to find in herself that she didn't know existed there before. And I, I just thought that was really cool. I think that's it. I mean, when I went through my depression and mm-hmm. I was literally, I became a blank slate. I couldn't live the life I, or be the person I was before. And I had to reinvent myself. I realized um, that I would have to continuously do that throughout my life if I wanted to stay on the right path and like keep growing. Otherwise I might mm-hmm. slip back. And it's, and that's what these experiences do for me, for sure. You know, I think the big thing for me, though, is understanding that it's not reinventing myself, but it's rediscovering myself. I think yeah, the thing there better, is like, better way to put it. yeah, yeah, it's, it's just understanding that there's a portion here that I didn't even know was like, I could tap exactly. into. Exactly. And like, there's no reason to say, well, that's enough or like, yep, I've yeah. dug if you thought you got to the bottom of that hole, like, no, you really haven't. And exactly. it's not a prediction, but like, I want to keep going there, you know? And the, and the more we struggle, the easier everything else around you becomes to handle and deal with in your everyday life. You know, it's, it's such a cool like journey of self-discovery. That's the way yeah. I, I, I feel ultra running is for me, at least like last year, I decided to make this season into ultra running. And then I got really sick and I didn't get to go to through it at all. <laughs> but now but, what's your fire? Your, what is the fire inside you feel like? Uh, like right? really rap battles. I think I could get really good into rap battles. <laughs> rap battles? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Wait, right we're going to do rap battle ultra running where you have to create raps while running. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, no, I, I don't know where the next path is taking me, but I know that's where I'll be. You know what I mean? Like, I know, yeah. and kind of going back to your race, it's like, I know I want to be present there. And I know mm-hmm. that I want to give it everything that I've got, whatever whatever that adventure is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Perry, kind of one of the big things I'm going to leave, I want to kind of conclude with people. You know, you ran here for how many hours this weekend? My total running time was around like 10 hours and 20 minutes, something like that. Awesome. Would you consider it a waste of your time? Never. Never. Why? I looked forward to that time so much. 
Um, you feel so free. You can forget everything going on around you. Um, you can let go. You can let go. Yeah. And I just feel so light and I feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders when those races are done. Just not just because the race is over and you're anticipating it, but just, um, in general, I don't know. You let, you let a lot go without realizing it when you're out there. And that's, that's one of the biggest things I think it's, it's like therapy. It's therapeutic. It's, but it's also discovering It, it, it. There's so much more to it than just a finish line. I agree. It's a meditation for me. I like listening to my heartbeat and just like, clearing my head and, and not being yeah and just not just being, being alive yeah <laughs> <laughs> no really like I've after everything after you everything you've been through after everything I've been through like just being alive being able to appreciate that is it's huge it's huge I, I think that's a great thing uh, Perry is there anything you want to let our listeners know about ultra running or just um just your thoughts on it entirely Yeah, I would say that if it's piqued your curiosity, then it's already for you. Don't tell, don't let yourself get in your own head and say, nope, I can't try this. Give yourself the time, give yourself the patience and allow yourself to attempt. Um, because I was the person who said, I will never do that. Y'all are crazy. But now it's one of the greatest things that I look forward to. So right here, right now, I'm going to say it to you. I'm an ultra runner and I love okay. it. <laughs> Barry, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jacob. Oh, I miss you. Miss you too, gal. Alrighty, I now have Alec Hood on the phone with us. Alec, you're another Atlanta guy. How are you? Yes. It's <laughs> aliens. Hey, yeah. A little sore today, but but I'm good otherwise. Yeah, so why are you sore? Because I uh, got done with this little, little short 50-mile run the other day. Nothing <laughs> nothing major. No big deal, right? Yeah. So uh, for anyone who knows you, you're newer to this ultra-endurance kind of stuff, right? Yes, actually, I am. Um, I didn't cross into the ultra endurance side of running until when this um, pandemic started. I did my first 50K about uh, maybe a month ago. Okay. So prior to then, what was your longest distance? Prior to then, I had done one marathon and my regular runs were maybe 16 to 18 miles, a couple 20 miles thrown in. Okay, so, I mean, we're still talking some decent distance here. We're not talking like one day you just wake up and decide to be an ultra marathoner. Well, yeah, I mean, and that, I mean, that all started in the last year, though. I mean, before, actually, I just had it pop up on my memories today was my first long run was literally one year to today. With a 12 okay, mile. and what was that long run distance? Uh, 12 miles. Okay, so yeah, so we're talking in one year's time, you've gone from 12 miles to 50. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Well, I guess the first question I have for you is why? Um, <laughs> I guess I just kind of snapped. Um, but I mean, it, joking and seriously, I mean, uh, what was it about a year ago? I just, you know, it's to narrow it down. I guess you could say it was kind of my, Uh, that's the red flags is going to sound, but my, my breakup, mm -hmm. um, was just kind of my catalyst. I guess you could say it wasn't like, it's not the entire reason I go running, right. but it's, you know, I had up until that point had never kind of had an outlet for my kind of my mental health. I had mm -hmm. just always been raised on the, uh, the man up type mantra where it's just, you know, you just stuff everything down right. and don't deal with it. And so when my, I had my uncle, very close uncle passed away. I had my grandfather pass away. My dad passed away. And oh I had all, and all kinds of other things that I had just bottled up. And like I said, I think it was just that that breakup was kind of my catalyst. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I loved the girl to death. Uh, we just, we saw different directions mm -hmm. and we split up mutually. So I think mm -hmm. that was kind of another tough part. It wasn't like you could take a, a hard breakup where you're angry about it. I'll just go do this. Right. A bunch of stuff bottled up. And I think just one day I was like, you know what? I, I got to go for a run. That, that's 
for some reason, a run seemed right to, to get my, my thoughts out. Like I'd uh-huh. never done it before, but for some reason it just clicked. And yeah, started with that 12 mile run and just took off from there. So running's basically become your therapy then, sounds like. It, yeah, it is my therapy at this point. I mean, I have to have at least, you know, one, I say have to, but you know, it's one right. of those, if I, I need to get out and spill my thoughts for a good, at you know, long run, at least once or twice a week. Okay. It's just, it's how I, I process things now. I mean, I, I mean, as a runner, everyone understands that now. I never, I never got it before. I always thought it was just kind of this runner BS, like, no, mm-hmm. you, you, you're, you're not thinking about anything other than the pain while you're running. That can't be right. Right. But it, it really does help you focus so much. So, okay, so 50 miles you hit this weekend, and is that a PR for you? That was a PR for me. Okay, by how much? Um, previously before that, the last ultra that we did last month, or the what was it, a couple of weeks ago, where we did the the first 12 hour, I got to 45. Okay. And I just barely crossed that 45. I kind of uh, fell apart at mile 40 and took a good like three hour walk to finish my last lap. And so, uh, this one, I was able to jog it out the whole time. Okay, so tell me what your mentality, how are you feeling after the last one? Because if you got 45, like, most people hear that and it's like, woohoo, party time. Like, were you happy with that performance or were you disappointed? I was happy with it. I, I actually went into that one just thinking, you know what, I'm going to just move for 12 hours. I didn't want, like, everyone asked me the first time, what's what's your goal? What do you want? Right. And I said, I don't want to put a goal on it. I don't want to fall short of a goal and be disappointed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I don't want to set something that's too low. And then, you know, I start getting too excited. And as I grow, go past it, I end up hurting myself. Like, okay. I just want to be really sick and just go for 12 hours. Uh, so that, that time, I mean, I was incredibly happy just to get to 45. But there mm-hmm. was that, that little tinge in the back of my mind. I've got OCD. Mm. So 45, I'm like, oh, that's an odd number. That's nine. 50 laps. just sounds much better. Huh? I was like, I want to get to 50, but with how bad my legs hurt. I was like, you know what? I was, like I said, I, I didn't have any expectations. I'll take the 45. Right. But coming into this one, it was, um, I, I wanted that 50. I wanted to get into the 50 mile club. So you came in with a clear goal in mind. Like that's, that's what you were shooting for. I had a minimal, I wanted to at least match 45 to give myself that, you know, if something goes wrong, you know what you, you're, you're still good. I mean, you know, Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't want to set myself up on a pedestal, and if I happen to fall short, and even mm-hmm. if I fell short at 45, you know, keeping realistic things in mind, you know, this happened or this happened, it's okay, get back up and try again. Mm-hmm. But I wanted 45 to be my minimum match last time, and then at that point, gauge how I felt, mm-hmm. and uh, felt good and sprinted out for the last lap. So what's it like? I mean – we're talking about this event. I mean, technically speaking, it's a race, but it's not a race. In fact, of what we're used to, there's no medal, there's no prize, there's no accolades, there's no people on the sidelines cheering for you. So we got a shirt this time. Oh, okay, you did get a shirt this time. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> there's there's a shirt this time, so I, I forked over a few bucks extra to to get that. I had to. I'll have there to, you go. Go off that way. So what what pushes you in in the last case where you got nothing? Like, talk to me about what your personal push and why is for these kinds of things. Um, it's it's all for me. I mean, you know, it's the the cool thing is, you know, yeah, it's it's this cool event where everybody's doing it. You get on this Zoom call, and I think that's the part that's really that really helped me push both of these times is, you know, you're in between laps. Yeah. Each lap starts getting harder and harder, but when you walk into your, wherever you're pit stopping, you know, you, you hear everybody going through the same thing and we're all cheering for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you don't have these crowds around you that are, you know, pushing you. So each lap is so tough mentally, mm-hmm. but, but getting, like I said, getting into the pit and just seeing these people on the screen that, you know, around the world we're all doing this together we're, we're not here in person but we're all here in right. spirit i mean 
it's I say it's it's hard to explain, but it's mm-hmm. no, you're doing a good job. Was was there a moment for you during the race where you felt yourself at a crossroads, where you were struggling, or you thought about quitting, or was it gravy for you? It was uh, it was pretty good. For I mean, I got a the very first lap about a half mile in. I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm about 30, 45 minutes south of Atlanta. So I'm like mm-hmm. on the edge of suburban area, but I also run by farms and goats and cows. Okay. So in the first half mile, I had a very redneck individual shout out his pickup truck and swerve towards me. What? The very first, very first half mile. And at that point, I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe I didn't pick a good area to oh, be running. No. For 12 hours if I'm going to have this kind of and you know nothing you know when I say redneck I'm friends with a lot of people down here so I don't want anybody to think that that's <laughs> nobody comes so, working I, in an alley I consider myself I go out on uh, boat parties that you know on weekends I'm I consider myself redneck as well mm-hmm. it's just but this this guy had the, the next uh, <laughs> the next country twang <laughs> to him and um so yeah within that first half mile I had a little like uh-oh maybe Maybe I shouldn't be running here for 12 hours. Right. Um, but about three miles in, I actually have some friends who live live three miles from me. And I had texted them the night before and told them, you know, hey, I'm going to be running by your house quite a few times this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I like to stop and talk to you guys every time I see you. Like, we have <laughs> great conversations with them. I'm like, but you can't let me stop this time. Don't stop me. Okay, so you had an extra little bit of accountability there. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's actually really cool. The um, they're actually my yard people too. Um, oh, okay. Some lawn care. I was running by them, and they were loading up the the mowers to go do their their day. And as soon as I came around the corner, the entire family out there in the yard shouting, "Don't you stop! You got it! Keep moving! Keep That's going!" That's awesome. So that like immediately, like I said, I had that in the back of my mind. Uh-oh, am I going to have trucks coming at me today? Right. Two miles later, I had just, I've had, I had people cheering for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm back in spirit. I'm good. I got it. That's fantastic. Um, I mean, that just shows how quickly things can change, you know? Yes. Yes. And I mean, I felt, I mean, you know, obviously soreness setting in each lap. I think it was about mile 40 when I stopped mm-hmm. to pit. Uh, I had some watch issues and a mm-hmm. uh, garment stopped sinking. Oh, so no. My, so my lap wasn't going to count. And I guess, well, right now, officially, it still hasn't synced. So my laps didn't officially, aren't officially in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a frustrating moment then. I'm like, why, why would I even go back out for two more laps? I mean, my watch right. isn't going to record. Them. This is, this is dumb. And I just, I got back in my own head. I'm like, that's, that's actually stupid to say, get out there. We've, we've got yeah. that one, three hours. I'm like, get, get back out there. Stop arguing over a watch and finish this thing. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, you you know, you say running has been your therapy and what would you say is the biggest change in you as a person overall today, having completed this now versus the Alec one year ago today who hadn't even started? Oh, good Lord. Uh, I, I'm a lot, a lot more open to challenge now. Okay. And I used to think I used to think back in the day that that I was, um, but it, you know I would at that point I was still like people would uh, invite me to run the Spartan Ultras with them. Hey, come come do a lap of the Ultra with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, I'm not I'm not doing the Ultra. No, ha- absolutely no way. So I was very close-minded to you know I wanted to challenge myself, but I didn't want to challenge myself too much. Like oh, that's that's too much challenge. I'm not going to do that. And t- like I said, now I've, I've walked into these doing, you know, you know what, let's, let's run 45 miles. Let's run 50 miles uh, going on my group runs. I'm like, hey, guys, at some point, let's let's go do a 50K for fun. Like, no event. Let's just go find somewhere to do a 50K. Oh, just together. for funsies. Why not? <laughs> What's more, what can be as fun as a group 50K? Oh, I'm thinking I could probably come up with a couple things, but, you know. <laughs> the list can't be that long, though. 
Right. No, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it definitely sounds, I mean, just in talking to you, like you can hear the excitement and you can hear the positive effect it's had on you. Yes, I definitely have a, a lot, a lot better, a uh, lot more positive outlook. Like I said, I think that's in part of, you know, taking care of my mental health, doing this, mm-hmm. all this running, like I said, with it being my therapy. I've dug in and found a lot more of the uh, the inner demons and flaws and things that I just had always buried down with that man up mentality that I've just kind of uncovered and you know let's let's un let's dig this up let's be positive about it let's, let's look at this in a different light and um, just you know got my head right again and okay. I feel a hundred times lighter this time of year than I did last year. Well, that's awesome. So at this point you know, wrapping up and looking at, you know, who knows what the season's going to be at this point, but what is your next big personal goal? The next goal. Um, <laughs> um, I, I am dabbling with the idea of going from that, you know, I did the 50 K. Then I went up to the 50 miler. I think my next goal is the hundred K. Hundred K, yeah. What is that? Sixty something miles, right? Hundred K, I think, is like sixty-four miles. Yeah, I would say sixty-four. I think so. Sixty-four point two, or somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. And 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 saying that this close to you know still feeling the pain from the fifty miler. Right. Says something. Like you're you're crazy to even think that right now. Wait, wait until you're settled. But I'm, I'm. In that, you know, I'm kind of looking around like, you know, maybe if not this year, at some point I, I need to cross into that next, that next level, that next line. All righty. And of All course, right. I tell you, saying that my, uh, my, my mom actually stopped by during the, the 50 miler and uh-huh. she's, you know, that, that concerned mom, she's like, you know, do your, do your best, but don't, don't overwork yourself. Don't, you gotta, <laughs> don't make yourself sick. So when I when I did the my first 50k, she was like, "All right, be careful." Right, and then I, right. Five miles, she's like, "Okay, you need to be careful. I, I love you, I support you." So I, I'm sure as soon as she hears this, she's probably gonna give me a phone call and. Right. <laughs> be a good just, mom. Of course she will. Yeah, she's, I love her to death. She's just that she's concerned, and I get mm-hmm. it. Uh, I get it. All right. Well, last question I have for you. If you were looking at one year ago, Alec, today, um, who I imagine is very similar to a lot of our listeners and a lot of people who, you know, may find themselves in their own dark times, what would you say to him? Get moving. Uh, I mean, just get moving one step at a time. Um, As small distance or, you know, as short distance as you need. And you build up slowly. Whatever your your timetable is, don't rush it. But get out and get uncomfortable. One step at a time. Get moving. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you talking with us. And I am definitely going to be looking forward to seeing that uh, 100K time. Uh, at right now, I'm not looking forward to seeing it. But <laughs> in days, I'll probably be more adamant about looking forward to it. Right along there with you. Perfect. Maybe, well, maybe I you, appreciate- you get a get Bosecker to fly down here and all of us do a group 50k. Well, we need the Bro CR 50k. You know, I might be able to be talking to something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we bring some uh, some uh, beverages along. 50k is a long time to have a a walking party. There you go. I like the way that sounds. See, there's the convincing right there. There you go. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you, Alec. Thank you so much. Uh, No, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for uh, bringing me on to, you know, get, share some of this stuff. Fantastic. Well, you have a great night. Oh, you too.
So I am back here with Ashley Heller, Spartan Race Pro Team member and Venga Pro Team member, and also Ultra Virus 12-hour finisher over this weekend. Ashley, how's it going? Yay! I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. I'm recovering right now, but things are uh, things are looking up. So okay. over the pa- over the past weekend, you went and ran the Ultra Virus. Um, I did. What made you want to do this? Huh. That's, that's a really good question. Um, well, I have a friend who like mentioned it, who she kind of trains with me. That's Amber. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of ignored her for a, a little while because I was like, eh, that's a long ways. I don't know about that. Um, and then also just so I finally decided I consented to her asking questions. <laughs> and uh, I mean, right now I just kind of needed a different challenge. My regular training while I haven't had like a big long training cycle typically in a season was getting too long so you needed a test effort so I guess it was more of a why not (laughs) why not try it exactly wait there's more to that so my birthday (laughs) is actually tomorrow I forgot (laughs) my birthday happy early birthday oh thank you yeah um usually I do something challenging around my birthday like I'm one of those weird people who likes to do a race or something um and uh there was no races so my goal then became I'm gonna run my birthday years or run my age I guess yeah so tied it together I guess that's a great way to tie it together it's and it's something new that you hadn't done before like we, we've talked with the other people here in this episode about how there's something about like self-discovery when you go through something like that and you get to do something new that you haven't done before. Yes. So I like that's long as I ran in one day. I did. I have done a four day hundred mile endeavor. Oh, wow. Um, well, four days it ended up being four because we got stuck in the middle fork of the salmon river um but uh, that was different because you like so i guess that's that's farther but it's not farther because it's not in one day it was spread over time um (laughs) but uh i remember before that race the guy who was like in charge of well it wasn't a race it was just an adventure i guess yeah um he told us i remember i'll never forget this he said that this is paul lind he's actually an ultra coach um, mm-hmm. he said that, uh, this will change you. You will not be- come out of this the same person that you were going in. And I remember thinking, well, that's weird. Of course I'm going to be the same person and after, you know, we got stuck in there because of fires and extra days surviving on MREs and stuff. Well, he was definitely right. He didn't foresee that part happening, but, um, so kind of the same thing, like if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you kind of a thing. And I really wanted to test, I guess, my mental fortitude, cause that's something that's been lacking in my I guess, OCR career, not fortitude, but like, um, like confidence and such. So I needed to, I guess, kind of prove to myself that I was physically capable as well as mentally capable. Well, you know, personally, I've seen, I've seen you race Tahoe last year, which you were a beast last year. Um, (laughs) there you did great. And for me, like, there's no doubt that your mental fortitude's there after I see you running up a mountain covered in snow. But like you just said, you had to prove it to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At Tahoe the end was of the day, awesome. Like you are the person that that matters to. Right. And that's, I remember that. So the friend I did it with, I told her, because she was very anxious. And I was like, you know, this is the first half of this isn't going to be bad. We've done that before. It's the second half. And it's not that you're going to be physically tired like you are. What's going to matter is like how, how you think through it. What, what you say to yourself, what you tell yourself, and that's where you'll actually make the most growth. So Absolutely. So before we go into that portion of it that I want to kind of dive into a little <laughs> bit, nutrition and snacks. What was your happy food during this this run? Because it was oh my hot gosh, there. It was so freaking hot. Um, this actually surprised me. So uh, we had a bazillion options because we both hadn't run this far one time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we had the kitchen sink, right? There was... <laughs> We had potato chips, we boiled potatoes, we had cooked noodles just in case we wanted those, Swedish fish, M&Ms, Fig Newtons, um, did I say chips? If I didn't say chips, we had chips. Uh, oh, I every didn't say that ever. the first thing. Every chip ever. Yeah, like, we had, like, six bags. We had Coca-Cola, we had, oh my gosh, gels, obviously. Um, every type. Supplements, 
the everything. We literally had everything. So um, what I ended up going to actually was Coke. So flat Coke. We had dumped it into a pitcher uh, <laughs> two days before. So flat Swedish fish and then sustainably from um, Endurolate, who's one of my sponsors. Yeah. That was like my main go-to. I was like, Swedish fish, like they were going out of style. And a couple Absolutely. of <laughs> Yeah, I, I, personally, <laughs> like it sounds weird. I'm a breakfast burrito guy. Oh, too much. So I'll, 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 no, I will just make simple egg and potato breakfast burritos. Oh, I don't know that I could do the eggs. I could do the eggs. I just need just a little egg in each one, like maybe half an egg in each one and some potatoes. And then I might have some hot sauce or something. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so no, that's, like, that's my jam. That's my jam. I'll make this little breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah, see, I can't really stomach a lot, so I kind of relied on a lot of my calories to be liquid. So uh, the Sustainably and the Coke were, the, were my main go-to. I did eat, we had a longer break at one point, and I ate a peanut butter and honey sandwich, and that was too much. Like, it made my stomach hurt, and I got really nauseous afterwards, so... <laughs> see yeah for for me like the peanut butter like that and the honey like it's it's the consistency for me it's weird i'm really weird about yeah. stuff like that I'm not being so, <laughs> so looking at your instagram and stuff we had like you sitting in a in a little kiddie pool like cooling yourself <laughs> down <laughs> yes how hot was it over the race um so it the morning started in like this mid seventies and then it just mm-hmm. gradually got hotter. The high for the day, the forecast called for 101. Um, I only saw it get to 96, but Oof. kind of at that point, does four degrees really make a difference? It does not. <laughs> it, you know, yeah. at that point you're at a hundred, it's hot, you're miserable. Yeah. So it was, so put me through. So you made it how many miles total? 35, 35, which is, not like a lot of people went a lot farther but that was a that was big for me so no that like you said in the past you've been a short course distance gal yes um how where did you mentally go during some of that to get to that 35 I think it actually helped having it broken into like five mile loops because it kind of gave me like a goal each time so I think if I was just running straight and it ended up being like, oh, should I have 20 more miles to go? I probably would have lost it a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so having the five mile loop, so I had like a goal each time and an ambition. And so a lot of times I would actually like, I did a few out and backs um, yeah. just because it was easier like timing wise. And when I would get to the two and a half mile mark and come back, I, I found that I kept just picking up the pace because I was like, I just want to be back. I just want to be back. Give me to my kiddie pool. Give me to my kiddie pool. <laughs> <laughs> So the kitty pool kind of saved my life a little bit. I think that's <laughs> my motivation. Good. You know, and it's it's funny to just hear the people's different motivation. Did you listen to music or anything during this time? No, not at all. It was all me, myself, and I. <laughs> and that's you know that's one of the things I was talking with some of the other people that we had on here earlier was like there's something cool about just getting in that rhythm of the ultra like. Or like disconnecting yourself from, you know, our phones, our, you know, social media, not watching Netflix or listening to a podcast. Just It's just you, your heartbeat, and some miles. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did run the first 10 with someone. Um, okay. But that was, again, the hard part. Um, and then my friend Amber was here, and I think we kind of pushed each other, too. She did That's it good. also and ran five miles. We would start together, but I we got separated on the run each mm-hmm. time um but I think having someone also to like go out with like okay let's go and we started it together obviously helps even though absolutely. we didn't run the whole thing together so absolutely but like was deep in the pain cave in the moon dust out there a few times <laughs> the pain cave in the moon dust I like that you know yeah. I, I I often like refer to like when I'm going on a long run out in my on my trails here in Brown County like I'm being shot into space It's like, I'm like, I am, I am one man being jettisoned into the abyss and maybe I'll come back. (laughs) Oh yeah. And that was, there was one loop I posted it on my story too, where I talked about painting with all the colors of the wind, like Pocahontas. (laughs) I love it. Well, so I have, so 
sometimes when things get really, really hard, like I love being outside and the mountains are like my soul food, my, my calling. Right. So I, when I get into a really dark place, which happens, you know, like in beasts and stuff too, I, this sounds really dumb, but I try to like think about using the environment to my advantage. Like I am part of nature as a human being. So how can I use the energy around me to like help push me, which sounds super hippie and weird, but like no. I was running, like, like, how do I now? Do it? Yeah. I'll reverse the pace of the water in the canal. Like you're going the same direction or use that wind to help push you. And then that's when I started painting with all the colors. Of the wind. No, that's, but here's the thing. If, if it's, if it works for you and it's silly, it's not silly because it works and it means something to you. And that's, that's the cool thing that I think about, like, racing so like and I, I talked to other people i've talked to so many people about this but like when when i was in like world's toughest motor or doing something like that in a dark race in the middle of the night like overnight races yeah. in night in the woods i feel at home it sounds weird but like just me chugging through woods back there i'm like yeah Most. <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense it just no i get like, it and i just try Try to use whatever energy is around me when I'm lacking my own, I guess. And that's a great way to look at it, Ashley. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's just really cool. But it's, I think one of the th- cool things is in running these long distances and giving yourself the time to figure out yourself in this. It's, it's the self-discovery, and you get to find out that about you. You get to find out those little things that this works for me. Right. Yeah. No. And and it's one of those things too where like you don't. Like if you're listening to this and you've never ran that far, or never pushed yourself to that point, you just you won't understand until you actually do it. <laughs> and it, there's just something so like primal about it that it really resonates with like your soul, you know? It really does, I, and that's kind of how I've. It, it's a journey of self-discovery, and you find out so much. And other people that have found that point, it's it's really just kind of cool. Um, and it's, it's, I was talking to Perry about this earlier, but it's like the calming. It's like, I'm okay with this distance. This is good. I feel like I've emptied the tank and I am whole. Yep. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. <laughs> so, again, it's really hard unless you've actually like felt it. Exactly. So would you, would you consider that a waste of time or would you, do you think it's a good thing for people to do stuff like that? I don't think it's a waste of time, um, obviously, or I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't suggest people to go in over their heads if they aren't fit, like, fit enough to handle that, but everybody's journey is different. So maybe some people, 10 miles is a major feat. And like for me, 35 miles was a pretty significant feat, but there was plenty of other people who ran much further. Um, so that it has nothing to do with anyone else. Like, yeah, there was you know, prizes or whatever, but that's not why I did it. That wasn't my motivation. My motivation was to see what I was physically capable of. So, you know, and I, um, I think that's, I think that's the most important thing here is what you discovered there was for you. It wasn't for somebody else. It was, right. it was you. There was no so, external motivation. <laughs> had, and you don't need one. That's, no. that's the cool thing. It's like you can go and do whatever the hell you want. You can go run ever what distance you want. And it's not for other people to judge you. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Fact. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, would you try something like this again? Uh, probably. So I'm... The reason I don't, I'm capable of running a long ways, like I I can, mm-hmm. but I'm so scared of injury because I usually okay. run shorter distances and I've never been a high mileage athlete yeah. um, because of stress injuries. So I think a lot of it is fear for me of being injured because I would, I personally would rather be able to do something every day than once and then recover for a terribly long time you know what I mean um, I hear you so exactly it's, it's more of a once in a while kind of thing for me <laughs> but yeah I mean I'll, I'm sure I'll do it again someday not immediate future however 
Yeah, give it a week or two to recover here properly. <laughs> yes. One of the things I like I was talking before to different people about, but like maybe it's not this. Maybe it's a long bike ride or maybe it's like doing something different. Doing like like I I'm kind of like playing around with the idea of doing a half iron man. Ooh, okay. And yeah. that's, that's entirely like different that, than anything we do. It breaks it up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that. It's a, but I guess it's, it's more than just a race. Like that self-discovery means so much more than the finish line. Right. Well, yeah. And especially when you, right now you don't have anyone at your finish line. <laughs> exactly. And there's something, and I guess that's for me, I think it, one of the cool things about doing this by yourself and doing the virtual races is there's no crowd, there's no obstacles, there's no photographer, there's no finish line. There's just you and yourself and you get to find out something a little bit more. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, me and my kiddie pool for sure. You and your kiddie pool. <laughs> Did you at least have a ducky for the kiddie pool? Like I just imagine you with like a little rubber ducky in there every round. <laughs> I don't have a rubber ducky. Eat Crap, I need fish. one. <laughs> I'm going to get you a rubber ducky. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for your time here this week. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> you know, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ultra distance running is just one of those things that... Unless you've done it personally and until you've gone through it, it's just really hard for others to understand, and it's hard to explain. But there's even something more, I would say, to going back to it. What's that? No, going back to it. Just finding, oh, saying, yeah. okay, this is this is how far I went. Can I go farther? You know, Can I do more? This... Can I do, can yeah. I find another portion of me that I've still got some more in the tank there? Well, you know, it's, it's like childbirth. You know, people go through no, childbirth. No, I don't know that. I don't know anything well, about that, actually. <laughs> the concept is there. You know, it's painful. It's awful. You're miserable. You hit a wall. You're never going to do it again. And then you get the reward and you look back on it. And it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I want to do it again. You know, and, and <laughs> that's kind of how it is with this ultra stuff. Like, yeah, the next morning sucks when you're waddling down the hall and can't lower yourself onto the toilet to pee. But, (laughs) you know, some of my personal, my biggest growth as an athlete and as a person overall has happened as a result of those kinds of events. You know, you got to go deep into the cave there to figure out who you are. And that's, I think that's a big, that was a big resonating portion with my talks is Mm -hmm. how, on the other side of something like this, you can become something different. Absolutely. Self-discovery. You, you can't come out of an ultra event like that without being changed. Like, you just yeah. can't. That's really fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, I really wanted to do one of these races this weekend, Leah. I really wanted to. It's, you know, it's funny ah. because I've, I've, done, I've done the ultra thing and I've done mm. several long events and mm-hmm. you know this past year or yeah I guess you know the past year or so of training I had gotten to the point where I was kind of burnt of it and not that I was necessarily burnt of the event but just the training involved and the time involved it's a lot to really prepare yourself for it and so I was like nah, I don't want to do that anymore but then you talk to people who just did it and you remember yourself and what you felt like when you hit that wall and what you felt like when you finished. And I'm kind of like, maybe it's for me, it's a sense of peace. And it's like, I'm, I'm content. And I I feel like my heart is full. I feel like I've left everything out there and I'm happy. And that's for me, like that's, that is like the biggest portion when I dropped out. So Lee and I are both 50 mile finishers. We both finished 50 miles in a, in an ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Alec got to join us there this weekend. Um, yep. and not, not trying to downplay anybody's finishes this weekend. You guys all did great. You did something new. Um, but it's like that at that, when I quit, mm-hmm. I knew I was done. Yep. I knew that night I was okay. I, I, I had done my part that night and I had given it what I had. Um, 
and that's it's a special feeling guys it's really cool it's it's really neat yeah i mean it's just where were you at when you where were you at when you hit 50 um that's the furthest you've ever went right uh well i mean official miles yes i've done three three races um two world's toughest mutters and the bfx 24 all of which Mm -hmm. i hit 50 official miles in actuality all three events were you know in the 60s but yeah um the first time was bfx 24 and i can wholeheartedly say that event changed me um as as an athlete it changed me as a person it was at that event that i truly learned what it was like to go the lowest of lows and come out of it. And yep. that's what has stuck with me over the years that no matter how low or how shitty things are going for me, being able to mentally turn it around and push myself out of it has been such an invaluable lesson. That's good. About for you. me, so so I hit fit. So realistically, it's funny though, because I was thinking about this right before we called in. Mm-hmm. I've done a 40, a 45, and a 50. Okay. Um, two of them were in, um, one was in an eight hour, one was in a 12 hour, the 45 was in a 12 hour. And then at world's toughest in 2018, I did 50 mm-hmm. and, you know, like you said, a little more, a little less here and there for, for distances, but 50 right, there. Right. Um, and you know, I really, for me, I staged my entire 2019 around trying to see what I had in the tank. Mm-hmm. And making myself my, you know, making myself my challenge. Right. And seeing, like, what I could do. Um, and then I got sick. Right. And I didn't, I didn't get to really go that far. Um, I, got, I hit 45 in a night in Minnesota mm-hmm. um, pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, like, I left it, like, 45 to an hour left on the, on the clock, and I just walked away. Right. Um, you know, I... I still kind of lick that wound and think like, man, I'd, I'd love to see what I could do there. Um, you know, and, and I cool. think, I think it's, you know, when, when people talk about it, you know, we get caught up in the number, we get caught up on the miles, but I, I really just think the the value is in, in so much more. I mean, and, and talking with the people that we talked with this evening, you know, it's, it's not the number on the on the mile. No, no, that, it's it's not the distance. Matter. It's for me. It was could I have squeaked out one more lap? Right, right. It's like could a I taste have done of more what with my time you could do. Clock? Right. If I if I would have changed this, if I would have done this a little bit differently, would I have had a few more minutes to to get out one more lap? Right. And you you start to question that. Like, do you did you have another in the tank there? Did you? It's it's right. you you kind of nitpick yourself, but at the same time, like when you leave that moment. Oh God, that, that morning when we were dragging things out to the car, I was like, I've never been happier to just get mm-hmm. gone and get my car and go. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, what, how, how cool is that though? Like I, I, it's just, it's, there's something about the spirit of the ultra that is just different. I that would agree so, with that. Um, would you say it's a waste of time? Oh, not at all. Me either. And I think not that was all. like one of the big, the themes too here that we had, like, like finding yourself and having that self discovery mm-hmm. is never a waste of time. And well, finding I mean, out who you are is not a waste of time. Right. I mean, there's growth in every experience, whether it's a success or whether it's a failure. It's it's the growth and the learning process along the way that makes it worth it to me. And I want to tell everybody out there that if anyone were like, if anyone were ever to to question your self growth in that, like it's not worth it. Like what you can find out there by yourself or with your friends running in circles for hours <laughs> on end, it, it speaks dividends on your character. It, you can, you can learn so much more out there just by yourself, listening to your heartbeat in the middle of the night. than I, I just can't even express it. Yep. it, it it's a wonderful thing. Well, I said for for everyone listening, you know, if you've ever questioned yourself or thought about this whole ultra world, you know, there's 
three awesome people that you just heard with some some personal experiences and reach out you to know. them. I'm sure they'd be happy to yeah. talk to, shop with you and give you tips. I mean, for sure. That's how I got into it. I started just asking right? everybody. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. So yeah, well, that's I guess realistically that kind of brings us to this week. That's about it. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming out. We've got some great guests lined up um, to bring you guys. And you know, as the world is starting to open up and our sport is starting to open up, you know, it's it's time to have at it. So as as things are updated and as races are updated, you know, we will keep you guys posted. Absolutely. Um, anything else, Leah? Anything else you I got? think that's about it for tonight. Just once again, this morning. <laughs> once again, once again, I just want to thank everybody that reached out about um, my current. And even while we're just sitting here, Leah, my my phone's going off and friends are texting me. Um, awesome. Just tech, uh, just asking about my health, guys. I'm I'm gonna be fine. I'm making it into a full recovery. We're gonna be talking about rhabdo here in a few weeks with some people, yep. and kind of what I went through and what. I, I'm kind of waiting for the right time to talk about it because I've had a yeah. shit year, Leah. <laughs> you have, and I think that <laughs> you know you have learned a lot personally, and I think that there's a lot of lessons here that others can learn as well. So we we definitely want to bring you a a, a really good episode. We're holding off on that one for just a second yep. um, to talk about rhabdo and medical stuff and learning just a lot of important life lessons. Um, Absolutely. But I guess we're going to wait another week on that. Until then, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch y'all soon. We'll see you out there. Bye. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.